sex is a bit like a secret society. Everybody's doing it. It's just that no one talks about it. Well, except me, of course, here every Sunday night on the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, the show where we educate everyone about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. Good evening. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health, author of the book Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other. I'm also a researcher, blogger at Fifty Shades of Pink, and for the Huffington Post, a clinician, TEDx speaker, and your resource to help start that conversation, answer your questions, and help you discover new and exciting things about sex, relationships, health, love, and your body. I make no innuendos, no judgments, and no apologies. Just fearless, straight-up talk about sex. I guarantee it will be illuminating, enlightening, and fun. So please stay with me, and thank you for joining me. Put the kidlets to bed as listener discretion is advised. Uh, We're going to be talking about sex, so you have been forewarned. Welcome to the show. It's a uh, gorgeous day out there. We've had some lovely weather here, certainly. Great day for the Gay Pride Parade, uh, which is nice. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. There's nice to see of, you again. A little bit of love in the air outside downtown today, hey? Love is in the air every day and every night. <laughs> I love it. There's certainly happy is. people everywhere when I came to work today. That's so nice. You know, don't you love when everybody is smiling and happy and being kind to one another? I mean, really. It was great. I actually accidentally nearly ran someone down and they apologized for getting in my way. I was like, no, come I on, I love people with low self-esteem. There's so many benefits <laughs> to that. <laughs> Was it a woman? She was sorry for no, nothing? No, there was three of them, and they were just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm that's, riding my bike on the sidewalk, so you should be mad. But. That's so nice. Yeah, well, good for you. Well, thanks so much for uh, helping me with the show. So happy to be here. Oh, that's so nice of you. We've got lots to talk about tonight on the show here, mostly about sex. So I do hope you put the children to bed or at least shoot them out of the room. Grab your glass of wine, your lover, lie down. A lot of people tell me that they listen with their lover, which I love. I think that's fantastic. Uh, Well, uh, so what's on the show tonight? Lots coming up on the show. Hopefully there's something coming up for you out there. Uh, Regardless of their furniture, it looks like the Swedes do have some common sense after all. We may soon be saying, let's make love Swedish style. Uh, Sweden launched is launching an official investigation into their citizens' bedroom antics over fears that people aren't having enough sex. We need a study for this. You know, people are not having enough sex. They're not having enough sex in the UK, Ireland, the US, and Canada. Uh, that's been my sense for a while. And it's important, and the Swedish government has recognized this, it is important because it relates to health. Sex is very much tied to health, and they're realizing that it can be tied to health budgets, and if their citizens are too stressed or have certain health conditions that are related to not having enough sex, because sex is good for you, helps you to sleep better, helps with headaches, helps with pain in general, helps you to relax, uh, puts you in a better mood. You know, imagine if everybody had had sex (laughs) before they went to the gay pride parade today. I mean... Happiness on steroids. Some of them might be having it later tonight. I'm sure they are. You know, it's often a prescription that I give to patients that come into my clinical practice is to go and have sex. I'm generally happier if I've had sex in the morning. I usually find my day is just fantastic. It's actually better for you if you have sex in the morning as well. So testosterone levels are a little bit higher and... 
and it can be a little bit more beneficial. So I say Canada needs to do a very similar study. We need to look into the sexual habits of Canadians. I can tell you a little bit about that uh, from my clinical practice and from what I hear. Um, but, you know, the reality is we're stressed, we're busy, we're exhausted, we're trying to do it all. We're trying to impress people with, you know, the houses we live in and the cars we drive and, you know, how perfect it all looks. And it's not so perfect beneath the sheets. In fact, only about 7% of married couples set the sheets ablaze, regardless of whether they are in same-sex dyads or heterosexual unions. So, you got to get going, my friends out there. Have more sex. Make for a better life. The Swedes know. Uh, we may not all be having sex, but there it, well, maybe you're not. But anyway, <laughs> you may not all be having sex, but there is one thing most of us do regardless of sex, sexual expression, sexual orientation. What is that? Well, stay with me and I will address that for you. Also, you know, being in a long-term relationship is a challenge. And I actually had a, a gentleman in my office this week. It was, it was men's week this week at my clinical practice. I had so many men in my clinical practice this week. A lot of them had one had the same problem, and I gave them the same advice. A lot of them had erectile dysfunction. Not this gentleman, but had elect, er, erectile dysfunction. And I gave them all the same treatment, and it wasn't Viagra. So uh, stay with me, and I'll tell you what that treatment was. Um, But I had a gentleman in my office married 22 years, has not had sex with his wife for a decade, for 10 years. And he hasn't had sex with another human being or anyone outside of the relationship either. This is where masturbation comes in on steroids. And uh, so I'm going to be covering masturbation, how to have better masturbation, mindfulness masturbation, and uh, and the importance of masturbation, especially in a long-term relationship. He did report, as many do, feeling frustrated, undesirable, unattractive, unloved, lonely. Um, and so this is also a health issue because loneliness leads to an early death. So really, we get out of the habit of having sex with our partners, or shall I say you get out of the habit of having sex with your partners, um, and and that's not necessarily good. And sometimes people don't even know why they've stopped having sex with their partners. But I did say to this gentleman, I bet if you had an affair, uh, your wife would go crazy. And he said she absolutely would. And that's that desire to remain perfect to the Joneses because the Joneses got have got to be having tons of sex, uh, even if you're not. But the Joneses aren't either. Anyway, so... This is what this is about because sex really requires education. It requires information, understanding, vulnerability, mindfulness. It's it's complex, and there's so much that uh, is put into it. Anyway, uh, all of this, this erectile dysfunction, men who have not had or people who have not had sex in their lives, men who have not had sex with their wives for decades, um, must be keeping men up at night, I think. So I was interested to see a new study about how 30% of men are not getting enough sleep. So we'll look at that and, and address some of that as well. As many of you know, I do some work around raising awareness and ending male violence against women. And I was interested to see that there's going to be an inquiry into Judge Robin Camp's uh, uh, behavior Uh They're actually going to allow advocates for sexual assault victims um, to come in and uh, be interveners in in the inquiry into Judge Robin Camp's case. So these findings may impact the conduct of future sexual assault trials. You remember this judge, he actually asked this 
uh, victim why she couldn't just keep her legs together or why she didn't just fall into the into the basin uh, so that she could have prevented the rape. I mean, really? Uh also, I did mention about uh, the erectile dysfunction, the treatment for erectile dysfunction. Pretty simple, pretty easy. But um, what about midlife crises? Uh, what are the warning signs? They may not be a new red sports car and a hot young chick on the arm. They might be some other signs. And also, you may or may not know that uh, when I started doing sexual health work, it was actually with the spinal cord injury uh, population. And so I was happy to see that we now have first the first clinical guidelines in Canada for pain following spinal cord injury. People often think that ambulation is the biggest problem, but it's actually, uh, it's not. It's bladder and bowel and sexual health. But pain is also a significant issue. People with spinal cord injury suffer pain daily. So there's some new research that provided recommendations to help people with spinal cord injury manage the neuropathic pain. And of course, we got to talk about masturbation, as I said. Not just masturbation, but mindfulness masturbation. It's the most common question I get from men. How much masturbation is too much masturbation? And I actually had a question from a gentleman this week. He asked me if, um, if there are women who don't masturbate. So women masturbate as well, but uh, not as often as men. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And of course, your... Your fabulous questions, you can email me, sextalk at cknw.com. You can follow me on Twitter at back, the number two, the bedroom. People, in fact, ask me questions on Twitter or they send me messages on Facebook as well. As long as it's respectful and not relentless that you don't bug me everywhere (laughs) all over the place. (laughs) I'm speaking to you, Ryan. Anyway, uh, I'll answer your question. I'll do my best anyway. Uh, so when I come back, we're going to talk about the importance of doing health, uh, sex and health research, looking at why it's important that the citizens of a country have sex. You can always call me about any questions you have about this, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. But do you think Canadians should have more sex? I do. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back. I am Maureen McGrath, hosting the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Thank you for being here with me. It's always my pleasure to be here with you. If you're, if this is the first time you've tuned into this show, welcome. If you are a return guest, love having you. Uh, so uh, I am a registered nurse. I'm an educator. I'm a speaker. I'm I'm constantly talking about sex. I. Honestly, sex, sex, sex all day long. <laughs> Can you say that? Um, and uh, I think it's really important to one's health. And, and so often when patients come into my clinical practice, the, they may present with a sexual dysfunction, premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction, vaginal dryness, vaginal atrophy, low sexual desire, primary anorgasmia, arousal issues, uh, vulnerability issues, sexual pain disorders. I mean, the list is endless. Uh, Sexual expression, confusion. There's so much. It's often a health issue or it impacts their health. So I was very happy to see that Sweden, of all countries, one of the most progressive countries sexually, uh, has launched an official investigation into citizens' bedroom antics over fears people are not having enough sex. Where did they get this information? They got it from the tabloids. 
<laughs> we can learn a thing or two from the tabloids. Wasn't uh, Melania Trump on the tabloid today? We'll address that a bit later. And also what it's like to be a woman in this world, in this man's world today. What it's like if you want to advance in any way, how you have to behave. But anyway, I digress. We're going to go back to Sweden. And uh, this is common sense that sex is related to health. So they're fearing that their own people are not having enough sex. Imagine that. I love this. Uh, And they're probably not. Uh, Generally, if there's a rumor, there's usually some truth to that. But uh, the last study of the Swedish sex habits was 20 years ago. So the worry has only reared its ugly head once again of late. And their big concern is that stress is affecting sex. So if you're not having enough sex, it can actually cause tremendous stress in your life. But stress can also lead you to have less sex. Stress may lead to low sexual desire. Stress may lead to premature ejaculation. That's when things are over really darn quickly. Um, Stress can lead you not to have the most sexually satisfying experience. Uh, Stress or any kind of worry that you have about finances, about uh, maybe your partner has cheated on you, or perhaps you found some messages on your partner's phone. I mean, stress comes in many, many different ways. Raising children is uh, so much stress. Perhaps you're with somebody who's drinking excessive alcohol. That can be stressful as well. Or maybe they're using drugs or using other illicit substances. Um, You know, stress is, is just part of society today. We don't really take time to reflect. Technology is another way that causes tremendous stress in people's lives. And actually, the lack of education uh, for people or poor education or inappropriate sex education for people. I mean, you would not believe what people come into my office and say as uh, gospel truth around sexuality and sex and, and their sexual health, things that they've heard, things that a friend maybe told them or things that they read on the internet. Um, there's science behind sexual function, and it's always good to go with the science. But uh, So I was happy to see that the Swedish government is launching a major study of the sex lives of the country's citizens because they believe that lovemaking is on the downturn. On the, it's not on the down low, it's on the downturn. So the public health minister, Gabriel Wikström, noted that the last thorough study of the Swedes' sex habits was 20 years ago, and they've noticed a lot of reports in the tabloid magazines uh, pointing to a decrease in sexual activity, and this is of concern to the health minister, and so it should be. Uh, this is also perceived by the Swedish health minister as a political problem, I happen to agree. This can be tied to health budgets, health concerns. I mean, what is the number one concern for people in any country? It's it's health and health care. And so if we have, a, if the government has better understanding, better knowledge of the sex lives of its citizens, they're able actually to deliver health education in a much more efficient and effective way than the past. Now, Sweden has happens to be one of the most equal countries. A large proportion of all girls and young women are exposed to objectification, sexist comments, and sexual violence. Uh, and this happens in every country in the world. Uh, the Looking at this is not going to actually um, 
change anything. It's just going to give, it's not going to solve the problem, but it may change things. It's actually just an important step in getting a better understanding of the measures needed to make a difference. Uh, Pierre Trudeau said the government has no business in the bedrooms of its citizens, but I think what they meant was that people are free to sexually express themselves in whatever way they like. But sex is not and never has been a purely private matter. It's a matter of human health. And therefore, that makes it everybody's business, if you will. So I think this is great. I think Canada needs to do the same. Um, And uh, this is a three-year study, which is very interesting as well. And not only that, like this is interesting to a lot of people because... I've actually been interviewed about this on CJOB in Winnipeg, and I'm actually going to do another interview in Edmonton on Tuesday morning. So people are quite interested in sex and health, and I am too. It happens to be the name of my book, Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other. It's now available on Amazon.ca if you want to buy it, um, if you want to pick that up. But um, uh, I do have Paul on the line. So uh, Paul is from Mission. Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing excellent. That's great. I have a question for you, Maureen. Yes. Um, I was listening to the, um, your program, and you were talking about the stress level for sexual um, people. Yes. Okay. Um, the question I want to know is, does that affect people in wheelchair the same way as it affects other people? Absolutely. Stress would definitely impact, uh, in addition to some other issues that people who have a spinal cord injury, uh, adding stress on top of that may actually decrease sexual frequency uh, for those people as well, or may impact the ability to have an orgasm or um, to ejaculate. So it certainly can uh, impact everybody. Okay. Stress. um, Reading your book was just great. Oh, thank you. Yes. Did you read it? Yes, I did. You read it. You just didn't look at the pictures, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> just kidding. There were no Maureen, pictures. <laughs> why would I look at the pictures? I'm my number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> there were no pictures in it. <laughs> okay. Hey, oh, I'm so glad you read it, and I'm so glad that you're my number one fan. Thank you there so much. No, there are no pictures in there that I do not like at all, <laughs> you know? I'm kidding. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, so you know what? This study, the in the past, uh, the Swedes actually also noticed that for both genders, the total number of sexual partners had increased by approximately three partners since a similar study that they had done in 1967. So men on average had 7.1 partners and women had about 4.6. And that's just about right with any country regardless. So anyway, we're looking at everything. We're talking about everything here on the Sunday Night Sex Show. And when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to be a woman in business and politics today. I'm Maureen. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath. I'm your hostess. <laughs> I am hosting this show. Uh, it's always my pleasure to host this show. Thank you for being here with me tonight. We cover lots of different subjects on the show. You can always call me 604 
280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell if you have a question about health or sexual health or your relationships or love or whatever. No question is off limits as long as it's respectful. Um, I'll answer anything. So you can ask me anything. Uh, so feel free to call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Some of you are a little bit shy, so you do email me, sextalk at cknw.com. That is absolutely fine to do as well. Uh, I welcome all of it, no matter which way <laughs> it arrives, <laughs> it comes in. Anyway, uh, so Matt, we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, Melania Trump and yeah, some photos on the New York Post. Yeah, did you see the cover of the New York Post? I did. You know, I one thing I have to say is uh, I think she looks better now, <laughs> which often is the case. And also, this is not the kind of thing that uh, I feel a presidential election uh, can be decided No, this upon. is, I'm absolutely shocked. And I think that... Um, <laughs> well, you know, when you're a woman in I, this country, uh, things are a lot, or in this country, in this continent, on this continent, in this world, things are a lot more difficult. Yeah, I mean, well, this could be the future first lady we're talking about here. Yes. And I mean... The and, thing and the that problem shocked is... me the most is that it. What I from what I read, the uh, the Trump campaign doesn't seem upset about this at all. And I've even read um, one of uh, a feminist that I follow and read her blogs. She thinks that they orchestrated this because they were trying to lure the Democratic Party in to saying bad things about these naked photos, which were taken years before she married Trump. Not that that matters. I, I mm-hmm. mean, if you want to be, if you want to take do any sort of artistic thing with your body, I am in 100% agreement with. And I mean, the photos look amazing, but that's Uh, not the point. (laughs) That's not the point. We all looked great in 1995, okay? Everyone looked fantastic, uh, physique-wise. I think she actually looks prettier today, but... um, I will say that I think that the Trump campaign is behind a lot of it. I actually thought they were behind her plagiarized, her allegedly plagiarized speech. Yeah, you mentioned as well. that to me. Yeah, I thought that they, uh, any publicity is good publicity, and that seems to be how he is running his campaign. Well, the worse that he comes up with, the more his points just go up. Absolutely. It- it's just an amazing model. Uh, on how to run for president in America. But, um, you know, if you're female in running for president, you better be perfect, or, or so says the Boston Globe. Uh, and that is so true. I don't know if you saw that article. I did. I read the article you posted last week or um, this week. Yeah. It, it uh, you know, sh- Hillary Clinton, when she was Secretary of State from 2009 to 2013, she hit a, a high of a 66% favorability rating and was consistently voted the most admired woman in the world. Wasn't it 20 times? Yes, it was. And when New Yorkers elected her to the U.S. Senate, she had some small hurdles to overcome. That's in part because we're accustomed to letting women into the the Senate. Um, And her favorability was high as well at 58%. But today, her favorability is 38.2%. So what happened? 
the only thing that happened is she decided to go for the top job. She decided to enter man land, real, real man land. Uh, she's exactly the same woman she was three years ago. She has not changed her genome, her values, or her vision for America. None of that has changed. But what she's done is emblazoned the word ambition. She says, I, she has said, I want to go for a job that is typically reserved for men. And when women leaders step into these types of territory, uh, this type of territory that are traditionally occupied by men, uh, we're very uncomfortable with that. And some women are very uncomfortable with that as well, which really surprises me. And, well, it does and it doesn't because I think it's, uh, well, I think it's, there, apparently it's genetic and it's also, um, you know, you know, we've been socialized this way. It's a, a male model. This leadership basically is a male model, and women have to behave in a certain way, and we expect a great deal from a female candidate. She has to be beautiful and thin and wear the right clothing and say the right things and never make a mistake. She has to be beyond perfect, and any stumble is magnified tenfold as well. So it's, you know, the the men get away with a lot more under that guise of boys will be boys, but women cannot get away with that. Well, if you look at Amy Schumer, and she's recently done some photo shoots in the nude, and she's by no means a large lady. She's she's beautiful, but she's really copying it. And it's because everyone says, you're not thin enough. You're... That's right. Yeah. Women have to be, you know, absolutely perfect and are judged on looks quite often and not necessarily on their experience or things that they have um, accomplished in life. Uh, You know, I I encounter it as well. I remember recently I I had a, a, shall we say, a bit of a conflict with two men. (laughs) And uh, so the one man actually sent me the most scathing email ever. Like, I mean, it was loaded. And I took it and just thought, you know, well, I didn't actually agree with what he was saying, but he lambasted me. And so when I, they didn't seem to understand my point. And when I emailed back and I said, if you purchased a suit and it had a tear in it, would you pay for it? (laughs) and he said to me later that was what you emailed to me was absolutely disgusting I thought that was horrible what you said and I said you just weren't understanding that I was not happy with the work therefore I was not going to pay for it you didn't understand that part uh I I hired uh this was these were the deliverables I did not get the deliverables we'd agreed upon this I did not receive this and so you're actually putting, trying to put me down because I gave you an analogy that you didn't like. And so now you're just calling me, you know, all these names. And anyway, fortunately, I don't listen to any of that. And, you know, I was the one who was supposed to write the check and didn't. <laughs> but, you know, he was able to just lambaste me. And, and one line that I use and I'm, you know, I wasn't being a good girl. So are you, you are purchasing something from him? Is that what yes, happened? Services, okay. Yes, services. Yes, yes. And, uh, and it didn't meet uh, the standard. Yes, maybe, perhaps I have a high standard, but, uh, but it, it didn't meet it at all. And that we had certain agreements, and they did not adhere to the agreements. And they agreed that they did not adhere to the agreements, but still wanted to be paid. And, you know, but the point of the matter is I spoke up, and they did not like that. And that's what they were 
coming after me for was the fact that I had spoken up and used the analogy of a torn suit. Anyway, but it's much, much harder for women. If you're ever trying to do anything male, you have to be beyond perfect. We can't, we're not allowed to speak up, yell. We need to apologize profusely for nothing, be nice, sweet, caring, and kind, wait on men, do everything. And that's why women aren't doing it because they're doing everything. We're not allowed to say we enjoy sex. So there's so many different rules for women than there are men in the world. Anyway, when I come back, we're going to talk about how you can improve your sex life. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am hosting this show. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse, clinician in the field of sexual health, author, blogger, researcher, speaker, having a big event this year, November 12th. Put it on your calendar now. Uh, the women, the Vancouver Women's Conference and uh, going to include... Lots of things like auctioning off hot men and uh, <laughs> where to find the hottest men in the city and uh, <laughs> how to do the hottest men anywhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that plus <laughs> finance, real estate, sexual health, therapy. Uh, we're going to have uh, just about, you know, uh, being a woman navigating life and career mentorship and career coaching and coaching corner and coaches corner on how to navigate your relationships, your professional life, how to have it all. And, uh, and then some, uh, so that's November 12th. It's at the Fairmont Pacific rim. And, uh, yeah, we are going to do and have cocktail party. It's going to be an experience. It's going to be an all day affair and it's going to be so much fun. And you will want to be there. You'll learn so much. You'll love a little bit better and a little bit longer and a little bit more. And it'll be a great networking event as well. We're going to have upwards of a thousand women there, some of the most prominent women in the city and beyond. So stay tuned. <laughs> um, it's going to be fun. So I hope you'll join me. Tickets will be going on sale soon. Uh, they'll let me know. Uh, and I'll let you know. How's that? Communication is key in relationships. Keep that in mind. So talk about what, uh, what you like, what you love and what you like. Uh, pain is a big issue for a lot of people in their sexual relationships and in their lives. And sexual pain is also very common as well. But something you don't think about, pain following spinal cord injury. Uh, I, my heart is in this field of, of medicine, spinal cord injury. It's, it's where I began. It's where I started uh, the work that I do today, the uh, sexual health work and the sex education that I do. Uh, and uh, so I started work at the BC Center for Sexual Medicine. And so I was very happy to see that Canada now has the first clinical guidelines for pain following spinal cord injury. You may not be aware that pain is a big issue for people with spinal cord injury. You may think of ambulation as the biggest issue, but that's not because people can overcome that. But the researchers at Lawson Health Research Institute are the first in Canada to develop clinical practice guidelines for managing neuropathic pain with patients who have experienced a spinal cord injury. Neuropathic pain is complex and chronic, and it is the most common complication reported by people following spinal cord injury. So this research team worked with care providers at other institutions and an international panel to address the complex and unique challenges for managing pain during recovery and rehabilitation. 
neuropathic pain and pain in general affects every single person with a spinal cord injury very differently. Some people have it, some people don't. But for those who do have it, it can make rehabilitation and recovery more difficult. The patients that I see in the research that I do right now, uh, most of those patients experience that pain. So on top of learning how one, uh, how one should use their body again, a person with a spinal cord injury also has to deal with various forms of physical pains, which can make it challenging to mentally adapt to an injury. For people with chronic pain, it may be hard to get out of bed in the morning, feel well enough to leave the house or even fall asleep, or uh, to do your job, uh, be as productive as your job as at your job as possible. Some people have such extensive neuropathic pain that they cannot get a good night's sleep or they cannot pay attention at school or they feel like their legs are on fire, it's been described. So there are many um, different aspects of uh, complications that occur after a spinal cord injury. And this is a starting point for we as Canadians to standardize how we approach pain uh, for people who have spinal cord injury. So there are some gaps, there's recommendations in these guidelines, and the guidelines have been published in the International Journal Spinal Cord, the Ontario Neurotrauma Foundation, and of course, the, the Rick Hansen Institute, um, all who provided, uh, also who provided funding for the study. So you can look that up. I'll have that on my website as well, a little bit more information about that. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about what's going to come up in the second half of the program. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Lots of great songs here tonight on the Sunday Night Sex Show on ZKNW News Talk 980. Thanks to Matt Hyland. So thanks so much, Matt, for all those great songs. You know how I feel about the tunes. Uh, So we're just about wrapping up the first hour. Can you believe it? When you're having great sex, it seems to go by just a little too quickly. Just a little too quickly for a lot of you guys out there, too. Anyway, some of the women are kind of happy but uh, about that. But premature ejaculation can be a big issue, very common sexual dysfunction. We're not going to talk about that, though, tonight. Uh, too much time to dedicate to that. I'm kidding, of course. If you have any questions for me like that, uh, give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I know we missed a couple of calls there. So do call back. Don't be afraid. I don't bite. Uh, not here, anyway. Um, so anyhow. Anyway, in the second hour, we're going to be covering a lot of other uh, subjects as well. Masturbation is the most common question that I get. Uh, So how much masturbation is too much masturbation? So I'm going to dive into the masturbation just a little bit deeper. Also, how to have great sex in long-term relationships. And I will tell you about the uh, several men who came into my clinical practice, all with erectile dysfunction, all given the same treatment. None of it was Viagra. Uh, also, how about you guys? Are you getting enough sleep or what? Uh, it, there's a new study that says you are not getting enough sleep. And uh, we're going to look into that a little bit more. And how about a midlife crisis? Are you having one? <laughs> I'm going to tell you the warning signs. Don't worry. Go ahead. Buy yourself a red sports car or get yourself a babe that's 20 years younger if you like. Uh, go for it. it may, that may not actually mean 
that you are in a midlife crisis. There could be other ones. Anyway, I have John on the line. Hello, John. Hello, John. Hello, good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Wonderful. My, yes, my specific question is to do with men who have had a, a radical prostatectomy. And yes. As you know, where they have severed the nerves, it's, uh, to have an erection is rather difficult, if, if at all possible. Uh, what advice have you got for a man like myself? Uh, so you have had a radical prostatectomy and you're having erectile dysfunction? Yes. You know, has did the did the doctors talk? We don't have much time uh, to answer this. I might ask you to hang on the line to the second hour because it's a really important question. But I don't know if the doctors mentioned to you about penile rehabilitation that is often required after a radical prostatectomy. Well, he didn't. We haven't spoken about that. You haven't spoken about that, or did no. they give you uh, Viagra or Levitra, Cialis? Any one of the Cialis? They gave you some Cialis, and you start taking that right after the. Uh, I took it. Started taking it six weeks after I had the operation. Okay, that's better than uh, they. They did. Had they not asked you to take it immediately after you'd had the operation? He did. He gave me the prescription, but uh, he said, "I don't think you're ready." So okay. Take it when you think you're ready. So oh, I saying. see. Okay. We. He and I may disagree on that. Anyway, why don't I ask if you don't mind? Do you want? Well, I can. I can continue and answer this question in the second. At the first, uh, right out of the gates of the fir- of the second hour, if that's okay with you. Yes. Okay, great. All right, well, thanks so much for the call. It's a great question, and uh, I'll get to that and many other subjects when we come back in the second hour. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW.